Welcome to the Club Solutions Magazine podcast, Supplier Voice Edition, brought to you by Roar Partners, a digital marketing agency that helps you understand, connect, and strengthen relationships with your customers and prospects. Welcome to the Club Solutions podcast. My name is Rico Francis, president and co-founder of Peak Media and Club Solutions. In this episode, we'll be speaking with Tom Lapsevic, executive chairman of Roar Partners, and Greg Dowd, CEO of Roar Partners. Gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Rico. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for joining us. Uh, our purpose today is to learn more about uh, you guys, your history, and then specifically how uh, Roar can help our listeners. So, with that in mind, let's just let's just dive in. Um, first, I always like to to go back and to learn more about um, the backgrounds of of uh, whoever our guests are. I think it's particularly interesting to our listeners. So um, I guess if you guys could just share a little about your background, maybe where you grew up, some of your early interests, uh, and then professionally how you got to where you are now. And Tom, we'll, we'll, we'll go with you first. Um, and then, and then uh, Greg, if you could um, jump in after that. Sure. Well, thanks, Rico. Um, well, I'm going to show my age a little bit. So I've been uh, in the uh, fitness industry for over 30 years. In fact, uh, I've been to uh, every URSA event since 1998, which was at the Los Anatos Hotel in Dallas. So it's really been a part of uh, you know my entire uh, adult life, and yeah, just a great industry being to be involved with. Um, you know, I grew up in in Western Pennsylvania. You'll learn that Greg and I have that in common. We're both. Uh, uh, were born in Pennsylvania, um, was very much into sports, uh, baseball, wrestling, football. Uh, you know, I just uh, loved sports from an early age. And, you know, I was, I was fortunate to be able to uh, participate with sports from age nine through college. So it was always a part of my life. And that really made fitness a part of my life. Um, I went to a small uh, private college in Pennsylvania. I then went on to law school at the University of Pennsylvania. Um, you know, and I started my profession, uh, my professional career as a intellectual property litigation attorney. But while, while I was in law school, I started a, a strength equipment company called Strive. Um, and I was lucky, Strive uh, grew quickly. Uh, I was able to leave the practicing of law, uh, go full time with Strive, and uh, we were able to, to, to sell Strive. Uh, and while I was through that process of selling Strive, I started a company called Clubcom. Uh, Clubcom is a uh, digital media company that provides services to health clubs uh, really across the world. Um, uh, in, uh, back in 2004, uh, I sold Clubcom to a public company that owned Precor uh, and a host of other technology companies. I, I then started an advertising company and sold it to Zoom Media out of Montreal. Uh, I uh, stayed on board as the CEO of Clubcom until 2016, when I joined the management team at 24 Hour Fitness, uh, where I oversaw the, the marketing and the uh, digital efforts for 24. Um, that's where, you know, Greg and I knew about each other uh, for a very long time, um, but that was the first opportunity we had uh, to, to work together. Epsilon became uh, the data and advertising agency uh, for 24-Hour Fitness. Uh, we built out just a remarkable uh, a technology platform and a data platform with a lot of the leading MarTech companies. 
Uh, and then in 2019, some of those companies approached Greg and I uh, to take a look at how we might be able to uh, essentially replicate what we did at 24 across various industries that were really dependent upon location-based strategies, referral-based strategies. So we started looking at broadly, you know, of what we might be able to do. And, and that's when uh, Greg and I talked about the idea and then approached Publicis to acquire the Epsilon local company, which is the group that, that Greg oversaw at Epsilon. Um, so fortunately, we, we formed Roar in, in the early part of 2020. It has grown dramatically despite the headwinds caused by COVID. And it's really given us an opportunity to, to work together with a lot of the people that we worked with over the years and to really hopefully bring some innovative solutions to the fitness industry uh, as a whole. Great. Yeah. Hi, glad to be here. Thanks, Rico. Um, so yeah, I was born and raised in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, a small town, and now reside in San Diego. Um, I like to say I've been in the fitness industry all my life, uh, which is more than 30 years. Uh, I've just always enjoyed working out and being active at a very young age, as early as 10 years old. I remember reading about nutrition and weight training, and I was into sports and wrestling, and even in my younger years, bodybuilding and fitness modeling. So uh, I've always had that passion for, for fitness and health and nutrition. And, but it, at the same time, I've had a lot of interests in the areas of business and technology and, and marketing. My, my formal education uh, was specifically in those three areas of, of computer engineering, MBA, and, and marketing degrees. So and my goal has always been to really incorporate all those interests and, and um, but I started my career in more telecom and IT based on the computer engineering degree and uh, got into sales and, and marketing within those uh, tech industries but then decided to be entrepreneurial and founded and led a marketing agency uh, through multiple mergers and ac acquisitions over the last 20 years um, those of you that have been in the industry probably heard of some of the former companies. Uh, the original was Advocore Marketing, uh, then was Aspen Marketing, then Epsilon, then Hawkeye, and uh, culminating here to, to Roar Partners, where I feel like you know all the learnings and, and experience uh, up till now is incorporated into uh, what we're doing for our clients. So I feel like you know Roar Partners again incorporates all of my interests and experience and, and background. And you know, I'm one of those very fortunate you know, to thoroughly enjoy my job and have fun every day with it. And um, again, just happy that, that we are where we are today. Very good, yeah. I think the first time we met, um, you were um, president of Avicor. I actually remember it was a trade show probably back in the early 2000s, so. Mm -hmm. Some people still call us that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, very good. So, um, again, a question for you both, Tom. I'll, I'll let you go first. As executive chairman, um, if you could describe, you know, what your role is maybe on a day-to-day -day basis. And then, Greg, obviously, as CEO, uh, well, I won't say obviously. I'll let you describe what you do as well. So, if you, if you both could um, tell our listeners what your role is on a day-to-day -day basis. Sure. Um, well, Greg and I work cooperatively across a lot of areas, but 
you know, my primary oversight is with our board directors, making sure we have a clear direction where we're going uh, and with our investors. Uh, but then on a day-to-day, -day, I, I focus a lot on the strategy. We are in the midst of a number of acquisitions uh, uh, that, that take time, um, but primarily focusing really on our, our, the building of our products and technologies and how they apply, not just today, but where technologies are going in the future. Um, but yeah, but it's, uh, uh, you know, uh, fairly diversified and, and yet there's uh, key focus areas that, that I, that I uh, really focus on. Got it. Greg, how about you? Yeah, as Tom said, you know, we're fortunate to have a lot of synergies uh, between the two of us in terms of expertise and, and, and focus. Um, you know, we're both always looking for growth opportunities. We're interested in, or sorry, we're an interesting hybrid of, you know, a, a people-based agency business along with more of a data and technology-driven MarTech business and solutions. So, you know, always looking for ways to develop our talent. You know, the people is, is still primarily our business, but also to, you know, how we leverage technologies to be deliver more effective products and solutions for our clients. Um, you know, as you know, we stand for return on relationships and uh, developing some key strategic partnerships is also, you know, critical to our ongoing success. So ultimately though, you know, I wake up every morning just thinking about how we can, deliver more value for our clients and, and be innovative and, and uh, effective uh, with their marketing budgets. Got it. Um, Tom, you know, Greg talked about um, the different, and I guess, you know, you talked about the different marketing companies and sort of the evolution um, to now what is Roar. I guess if you could um, maybe expand on that a little bit specifically as to why, um, Roar, like, like, what's the, what's the, um, I guess what I'm asking is, what's the value now that formerly Epsilon, formerly Hawkeye, now Roar, uh, from your perspective, what's the value for a health club operator from this partnership? Sure, um, great question. Um, you know, we have about uh, 100 uh, folks right now on the team, and, and the the great advantage we have is nearly half of them have worked together uh, for over seven years, really developing solutions the optimi that optimize the use of data, you know, machine learning platforms, omni-channel integrations, and, and really uh, with a lot of experience of how to engage individuals with compelling value propositions, e emotional drivers, guidance. Uh, and there's so many opportunities out there now uh, in terms of, uh, advanced uh, marketing platforms, advanced communication platforms, um, but they're, they're often hard to implement. Uh, most of them are data-driven. Uh, most of them do take a, a certain level of integration of, of, of people with technology, as Greg alluded. Uh, and that's where we really do uh, have a great group of people who have uh, a ton of experience doing this uh, and uh, doing it together and driving solutions that, that really result in uh, you know, better performance. So um, you know, it, it's, it's really matching that human intelligence with machine intelligence. And we have a, a great team that, uh, that, is, that, that they're really effective at doing that. Uh, all right, very good. Let's, let's uh, dive into marketing. Um, you know, we were talking before 
uh, the podcast that marketing and sales are, are kind of those two topics that, you know, everybody loves to talk about, can't have enough solutions, um, always looking for something new. And Greg, as you know, there are a lot of marketing companies um, in our industry. I guess my question is, what makes Roar different specifically? Sure. Yeah. The, as you know, the importance of marketing in this industry is, is critical to, to growth and success. And so I'd say, you know, I kind of bucket into four primary differentiators. You know, Tom talked about our people and level of experience and not just in fitness, but in you know, marketing technologies, marketing execution, campaign development, creative design, all those areas, just deep, deep experience. Um, but then the secondly, fitness specific experience is, is key and critical because it's so unique of an industry as compared to others. So agencies that work outside in retail or restaurants or hospitality or auto, you know, they come into this industry and it's just very different. So they often have a learning curve. Um, the third one is data solutions. You know, that's really, everybody knows, you know, that, that, data is valuable and there's ways to leverage it. You know, that's really where we've focused on is figuring out how to uh, bring in the data that's available together and leverage it in, in, based on that knowledge of the fitness and, and marketing expertise. And that includes things like personalization, segmentation and attribution. So there's um, you know, really that data driven solution and a lot of marketing companies will talk about that, but we have a true marketing database combined with a, a compiled consumer database that um, we just don't know of any competitors that have that. And, and finally, you know, the technologies, you know, leveraging machine learning, artificial intelligence, just marketing automation uh, on behalf of our clients um, is really what enables us to improve upon and, and, and make big platforms like Facebook, Google, Adobe, and Conversant to make them perform better, um, you know, and, and that would normally be unaffordable to, to this smaller industry that caught, you know, the budgets that big industries have. Uh, you know, our goal is to bring that level of, of technology uh, and scale it in a way and productize it in a way that it works effectively for, for all fitness industry clients, you know, large and small. Got it. So, Greg, again, um, in terms of bottom line impact, um, do you find that you are talking more about growing top line revenue for your clients or saving them money on, you know, the marketing that they're already doing, some combination of both, or, you know, just maybe having more profitable dollars um, for the organizations. What, what, what's the, uh, the bottom line value proposition typically? Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, great question. Yeah. Starting with the bottom line and then expanding upon it. I mean, we see when new clients come on board and almost immediately we see, improvements in increased efficiency of 30 to 40 percent you know and so leveraging that marketing spend and the way we improve that performance is a combination of 
uh, budget allocation, media mix modeling. So we have it putting the money into the right channels uh, based on what we know to perform. Uh, it's also getting smarter with who we're targeting and how we're targeting and when we're targeting them. It's, it's getting more specific on a level of creative and personalization that increases performance. It's first and foremost, though, with some of those most immediate results, it's simply leveraging our clients' first party data. They're members, they're former members, they missed guests, uh, they're um, lapsed users, all those things to leverage within Google, Facebook, you know, display advertising channels, et cetera. And, um, but it's all about just lowering your cost, your customer acquisition cost um, from what it is today. Uh, we're not, our clients usually don't increase their budgets, they actually decrease them. And in today's world, that's, that's what they're doing. So getting more efficiency out of it is, is our value proposition. Yeah, that's awesome, especially now. Roar Partners is a digital marketing agency that leverages data and the latest technologies to help you tell a brand story through immersive experiences from start to finish. Take advantage of Aurora Partners' complimentary analysis to learn more about member usage and joining trends of your gym so you can target the right prospects starting now. Um, Tom, um, in terms of maybe some other considerations, um, maybe some, some non-obvious um, things that you know Roar brings to the value equation for customers. Yeah. Uh, are there some other things that you think our listeners should should know about? Yeah, like you said, there's the top of the funnel and there's the bottom of the funnel. Uh, a driving element, uh, regardless of where the communication takes place, and Greg alluded to it, is personalization. Um, you know, it's it's uh, there's a lot of research out there, whether it be by the McKinsey's of the world or or other groups <clears throat> that demonstrate that when you're able to personalize the communication to the individual, so you're speaking to them in a way that's highly relevant, that's meaningful, that's emotional, that's motivating, um, it results increase dramatically. Whether that's uh, trying to help someone overcome the intimidation of even stepping into a health club to experience what's in it, or helping them keep, uh, stay on track when, uh, when uh, they, they go off the tracks on their fitness journey, um, personalization is crucial. Um, the tough part is it's really hard to do. Uh, you know, for personalization, you really have to get a unified view of the individual and you have to bring together all these digital signals uh, that relate to a person. And then you have to put them into one view so you can seamlessly communicate with them across all the different channels that they engage with uh, in a way that's meaningful for them. Um, that's where the data and how you set up becomes so important beyond anything else. Uh, and, and once you do that, uh, you can then empower all these amazing platforms that are out there, whether it be Facebook, whether it be Google, whether it be your CRM system, whether it be digital fitness, which is really changing our industry right now. Um, but by doing that, you, you really uh, build a different type of relationship with your existing member or your future member. And it makes number one, a big difference to getting someone started and, and, and maintaining someone on their fitness journey. And number two, driving the business uh, initiatives and performance uh, of our clients. Got it. Uh, Greg, I want to go back 
uh, to something you said. You said um, in the last question I asked that you know you guys are um, improving efficiencies anywhere from thirty to forty percent for your customers. Um, are there specific examples that you're able to share? Um, and I don't know if you know if you're not able to. That's fine, but uh, that's really good stuff. And it just I I guess I'd like you to talk more about that if you can. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we don't name, you know, specific client examples, but, you know, I can think of you know, half a dozen large clients, uh, primarily, you know, a lot of them are private equity backed, have professional investment dollars behind them now. And, you know, they're charged with reporting and analytics that are a level above, you know, what they have been in the past. And that all start when and when they go to their private equity to talk about switching to a new marketing agency, you know they set expectations you know up front of, of what that performance improvement will look like. So we we work very closely with new clients to understand what their past performance has been, how they're tracking that, and make sure that we have an apples to apples comparison of performance improvement as we you take on uh, as, as their marketing agency. So it's very measurable for our clients. It's very uh, transparent and, and the analytics and, and testing that we incorporate into the, to a new client as well enables them to show, again, their board of directors or their investors exactly uh, what's working and it helps drive their budgets. So you know, when we're doing test and learn strategies that develop uh, solutions that are performing perhaps better, uh, and we can now project by investing more in those areas, those campaigns or those channels uh, that they can expect a higher return, that drives, you know, their marketing budgets uh, to increase so that they can um, capitalize on that. So, um, yeah, again, you know, Many, many client examples, uh, but the bottom line is that we're going to demonstrate it and, and we don't even take on clients if we see them doing super well and we don't think we can outperform their results. Um, but in, in, in you know, all cases this year, we've, we've seen dramatic results in that, in that range of performance increase uh, that I mentioned. That's fantastic. Um, all right. A question for, for both you guys and Tom. Um, if you could answer first, um, in terms of challenges or maybe trends, um, if you want to think about it that way, that health clubs are facing um, broadly that you can help with. And you talked about some of those already. Um, sure. Maybe to talk a little bit more about some challenges or trends that you see. Yeah. Well, you know, it, great question, Rico. And, you know, what we were seeing before COVID was this um, integration of digital fitness with land-based fitness, as we have in every industry. So we're not immune to it by, by any means. Um, uh, with COVID, that accelerated, right? When people um, couldn't visit a health club, um, obviously, if you talk to the pure digital fitness companies like the Pelotons, the Echelons, the iFits, you know, their businesses uh, skyrocketed. Um, and, and in some ways, uh, that's going to change behavior, right, uh, when that many people uh, are exposed to digital fitness. But what we're seeing is it's not replacing, by any stretch of the imagination, uh, the, the land-based uh, fitness business. It's, it's augmenting it. 
And we really believe, you know, as with everything, fitness is this continuum. Uh, it's not just in the health club anymore. It's on your watch. It's at home on a screen. Uh, and, you know, I really believe, and Greg and I both believe that the future is how those experiences uh, seamlessly integrate together. We believe, um, you know, the biggest challenge for health clubs aren't, uh, you know, they don't involve losing people to digital fitness. They involve losing people to no fitness, to the couch. Uh, and, you know, properly implemented that combination of a health club or a studio where you can only get that real life experience with the engagement that you can now do and personalize through, through digital fitness is uh, really great for the industry. It's great for people. It's great for the providers of, of both sides of, of, of the experience or those integrators of both. Uh, and now we're really navigating our clients on both ends, uh, on the digital fitness side, as well as the health club side of how do you put those synergies together? So you create these user journeys that don't uh, begin or end with the, the front doors of, of a health club, but extend all the way through, uh, again, going back to that, breaking it down to personalization and understanding what people are doing everywhere. How do we make sure that there's a complementary set of, of, of motivators throughout uh, the in-club and out-of-club fitness experience? We believe that's the future. And we, we see many of our clients you know, really uh, working on how do we integrate both of those experiences together. Got it. Greg, same, same question, challenges and trends that you see. Um, again, you talked about a lot of these already, but is there anything? Um, yeah, the, the, ch the challenge and opportunity is, is that this is a whole new world. I mean, there's a new environment. It's a, you know, all different trends than ever before. So those who can, see those trends and capitalize on those trends more quickly and, and aptly we're, are going to benefit the most. So we're spending a lot of time um, looking at benchmarking and, and trend analysis so that we can guide our, our customers to you know, treat, treat their customers a little differently. You know, just looking at trends of, of, your members who are, who are checking in versus those you know who are on freeze versus former members and, and just you know, developing a consumer uh, communication strategy that takes into consideration. So some example trends, you know, looking at consumer demographics, there's obviously age and gender, but even political affiliations that can have an impact on, on who's going to join a gym. We know the marketing channels have, have, changed dramatically just based on this past year. It's a constant evaluation there. Uh, we know that creative and content, you know, has, has shifted in how people think about fitness and, and what uh, encourages them to be engaged. So all those things we're, we're mapping and, and, and measuring to uh, get performance more quickly. Yeah, and you know, if, if I could add to that, Rico, it goes to one of your points you made earlier, of, you know, how do you make marketing more efficient? Well, one way, uh, you know, uh, the baseline is you make sure you're marketing to the right people. And one of the, one of the areas we really studied with COVID uh, is there are certain people based upon all those indicators 
Greg just went through that marketing is not going to make a difference with it. You're not going to, no matter how much you market to them or even what those communications are, they're simply not going to uh, take the risk of going into a health club right now. Um, and we have a, a fairly advanced process of identifying who those individuals are and suppressing them from the communication channels. So we're not wasting dollars reaching people who simply at this moment in time are not going to be influenced. Uh, and it's, it's interesting because with, with uh, whether you're in a red or blue state, there's, there's, there's factors or obviously age is a big factor, but also now with the vaccinations coming out, with you know, people who are two months away from a vaccination and now there's an end date. So it puts them into a different mindset as to what risk they're willing to take. So there's all those, uh, those variables that again, you need to use data, you need to use machines to even you know, identify the trends and then to apply them. But uh, based upon those types of, of factors, uh, you can significantly uh, increase marketing efficiencies. That's good, very good. Um, I'll, I'll ask uh, you both this question. Um, if there was one thing, maybe one thing that we haven't talked about or um, maybe we have talked about it and um, you'd like to say it again, but if there was one thing that you'd want our listeners to know, uh, each of you that maybe, you know, they don't know or is maybe a misperception or a misunderstanding, um, what would that be? And again, it may be something that you've already mentioned that you think is super, super important. So um, what would that one thing be? Tom, you first. Yeah. You know, and we probably did address it, but um, yeah, I think Greg and I are both at uh, stages uh, in our career that, um, you know, it, we've built so many relationships across this industry. We have essentially devoted our lives to this industry. And, uh, you know, we just want to help people become more engaged with fitness. We want to help uh, all of the relationships we have, uh, our business relationships uh, evolve and, and, and create new opportunities for them. Um, and, you know, we, we just really are in the business now of helping people. And Roar is a great name for it, return on relationships. And it's really talking about how do we help, uh, you know, our, our club partners get a return on the relationships with their members in terms of changing lives and, and having great businesses and, and vice versa. Of how do we help people get engaged with fitness and really change their lives? So, it's a, it's a passion. Uh, we, 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 I don't think either of us would have to be paid to do this. Uh, this is something that we're really committed to. Very good. Greg, same question. For one thing you, you want our listeners to know that maybe they don't know, uh, what would that be? Yeah. Um, I mean, that was a great answer. And I guess just to expand upon that, you know, it's, is it Roar as a company is, is, you know, fully committed to the fitness industry, um, you know, through relationships and contributions with, some of the leading organizations, you know, particularly Club Solutions, but URSA and other various alliances who are supporting some of the state alliances because you know we feel strongly that you know every, the government is largely um, off base in, in the risks they assess to the industry. Um, so any way we can help in in these ancillary ways beyond marketing is, is important to us as an organization. And, um, you know, we also feel like, you know, forging strong relationships and integrations with other industry related platforms and complementary solutions to really expand what 
uh, each individual client can do and leverage some of those platforms more effectively. You know, our goal is to integrate and, and deliver um, complete solutions for our clients that allows them to focus more on you know, their business, more on uh, developing great facilities and, and services to the community. Great. Um, in terms of future plans, uh, what can our listeners expect from Roar um, for the future, say, you know, maybe the near term, uh, the next year, uh, where we're all, you know, trying to rebound, um, and then maybe further out, maybe the next, you know, five to 10 years. Tom, what's your, what's your perspective on the future? Yeah, I, well, I, th I think the future is bright for, uh, for fitness uh, uh, in, in every aspect. Um, you know, we're, we're absolutely committed of, of this unified uh, um, effort of helping our, our clubs, of helping uh, members and, and fitness enthusiasts overall. And, and again, we believe that it is well beyond the four walls of where fitness is going for our health club operators. And more now than ever, we can change behavior. Uh, it's always been the hardest uh, part of the industry is, you know, we can control what happens or help people when uh, they're with us a few hours a week. You know, how do we help them in their overall journey? And I re really believe there's enormous opportunities that uh, exist, um, you know, for our industry. And I think it's going to evolve and it's going to become a uh, a, a major driver, as, as, as we've talked about for 30 years in healthcare and insurance and, and a lot of other industries where uh, the fitness industry can make a, a massive difference. For Roar, what we're really focused on is taking um, everything that we have mastered in certain areas of identifying, you know, using data and information to identify that next best, you know, candidate to join a health club. We're now drilling deeper down into the funnel and, and getting more diversified of how do we help uh, engage members all the way through uh, their journey, not just getting them into a club and helping them join, but you know, how do we help them e evolve? How do we provide our club partners the information they need to understand how to engage someone in a meaningful way so that they can really uh, start changing their lives through fitness. So from the onboarding, you know, through the referral process of building communities of, of winbacks, because no matter what, we know people do join and they quit for different reasons. So how can we help them all the way through uh, each phase of that fitness journey with a lot of the information, a lot of data that we have? And we're really committed, you know, to uh, not just helping uh, lower the marketing acquisition costs, uh, but, but helping our club partners uh, maintain a relationship with their, their members in a way that can really uh, help with retention and most importantly, uh, help people achieve their fitness goals. Very exciting. Um, okay, great. So if our listeners uh, are interested in contacting you guys, uh, what's, what's the best way uh, for them to do that? Tom, you first and then Greg. Sure. Any, anyone can reach out at any time. Uh, my email is uh, tom.lapcevic, uh, L-A-P-C-E-V-I-C, at roarpartners.com. Uh, and uh, again, would love to hear from anyone. So thank you. And Enrico, thank you for what you guys do for the industry. It's just great stuff, what you're doing. And we really, really appreciate it. So thank you so much. Thank you. Greg, how about you? What's, what's the best way to contact you? 
Yeah, likewise, I, I welcome uh, any kind of conversation whatsoever. If we can help in any way uh, with no agenda, we're glad to do so. Uh, my email address is greg.dowd, D-O-W-D, at roarpartners.com. Okay, fantastic. Well, guys, thanks for joining me on the Cloud Solutions podcast today. It was great getting to spend time with you both um, and getting to learn more about what you're doing. I wish you both continued success in the future. Thank you, Rika. Thank you, everyone. Take care.